All right. How about that theme music? I absolutely love that. Got to give mad props to my main man Soap Dish for finding that and slicing and dicing for the pencil neck geeks. Now, unfortunately, this week Soap Dish cannot join us. So it's Y1 instead of Y2 today. We're going to kick straight off this week's episode by talking about Smackdown 1000th episode. Or Smackdown's 1000th episode. However you choose to say it. For me, it was completely underwhelming. The problem with WWE at the moment is the ratings are at an all-time low. And they're having to give out the secrets and surprises to try and lure people in. It didn't really work. They only gained, I believe, 200,000 in comparison to the previous week's episode. So the stuff like Evolution, Returning or Appearing, Rey Mysterio's match, um, Edge uh, appearing on the show, all of these things could have been held back for the sake of 200,000 people, would have got people talking, certainly on social media, and then would have uh, created a buzz to uh, bring back people who had stopped watching. Um And because these secrets were out there, we weren't surprised by these appearances. And they kind of didn't really serve much of a purpose. Evolution. I mean, could you imagine Evolution just turning up on SmackDown? Unannounced. Music hits. The crowd will go loopy-loo to see Batista when you wouldn't expect him. To see Ric Flair appearing for the first time in a while. Triple H on SmackDown for the first time in what feels like a long time, um, and then Randy Orton standing alongside them, it would have made the crowd go berserk, and the audience would have hung onto every word that the, the, the four uh, members of Evolution would have said. Um, Batista obviously got a lot of the spotlight, and most of the mic time. Um, he was good on the whole. It's nice to see face Batista again. His last run uh, didn't go... Uh, to plan I guess and it wasn't a fun experience for anyone involved or watching Um, but hopefully if they do bring him back for this dream match they were alluding to between Batista and Triple H um, then I reckon we can see these two guys have some fun with it Um, Batista did drag out what he was saying and he did go on for a little bit too long but the pokes he took at Ric Flair and at Triple H were decent enough enough of a payoff to get a rise out of the audience um, Undertaker at the end served absolutely no purpose whatsoever um, I guess it's fun for the live audience to see his entrance but just to see him deliver the same line that he hit on Raw just kind of dampened what seemed like a rushed ending anyway um, Mysterio against Nakamura was decent um, a good match from Ray. we saw enough of uh, the Raw Rumble and obviously anyone watching uh, Lucha Underground has seen that he is still very capable of putting off these four five-star matches. Um, it was no great surprise to see Mysterio go over. Um, maybe to go over as clean as he did wasn't wasn't a wise move. Uh, it seems the writers on SmackDown don't know what to do with the United States Championship, or certainly the champion, as uh, Nakamura hasn't had a pay-per-view title match since I believe he won it. Um, and certainly has been lost in translation there. Uh, He needs a boost to his profile, and uh, to see someone return and instantly beat the champion in a non-title match 
doesn't give the title any more credence than it already has. Um, so I guess we're going to see Mysterio and Nakamura uh, entering the program. Wouldn't mind Mysterio taking the title just to give Nakamura a kind of reset on his character. Uh, he was looking pretty cool following um, his heel turn with AJ Styles and the whole, sorry, no speaking English. Brilliant. Possibly the best line of 2018. Um, so hopefully we can see something fun between those two. Uh, Styles and Brian, again, we've seen this so many times in the past where two faces competing for the title, they team up and it doesn't work and you can see the friction between the two of them. Nice to see the Usos pick up a big victory. They needed it. Um, but th there wasn't really much to take from that match. It wasn't exciting. And that's from two of the biggest faces in the company also. Um, unlike most of uh, social media, I kind of liked seeing the bar win the tag titles. Um, I felt that they seemed quite fresh for the first time in a long time. Big Show teaming up with them also. It was a surprise. And granted... For the 1,000th episode, it's also the 1,000th heel turn from Big Show. But it just kind of... Because he'll now be feuding with New Day, it's something different at least. And he could have some stellar matches with Big E. Uh, obviously, the best part once again of SmackDown is Becky Lynch. Week in, week out. She's the main reason to watch. Um, a great promo with Edge on the cutting edge. Her line to Edge, um, the one where she hit him about the neck. Now stop being so condescending to the champ and get out of my ring. Careful you don't hurt your neck again going through those ropes. Was absolute stellar. Um, loved that. When Charlotte came out, okay, she flubbed on a few lines. She didn't really quite have the flow for the attack sequence. But still, uh, stellar work. And it's a shame that they're now not going to be what looks uh, appears to be the main event of the Evolution pay-per-view. As over and Raw this week, Ronda Rousey absolutely stepped up. She was complete fire on that microphone the first time because that's been my issue as well as looking kind of green in the ring she's looked green or she's been green on the mic for the first time she was in the ring on her own and she owned that microphone the stance that she took with the bellas where the bellas appear to be uh the last remains of the divas title reign and you've now got Ronda Rousey as the face of the women's evolution in wrestling. Uh, it completely made sense and I'm so bought into this match now and I'm looking forward to it. I wasn't the previous week and it just shows how much a promo can change a viewer's standpoint on a match. Uh, Rousey was excellent. I loved the lines about John Cena and the put-downs. And then she's stepping up. The dude, though... Let's talk about this dude, the uh, local wrestler they got to play one of the security guards. The dude, when he gets picked up for what, the Samoan drop move, he gives out the biggest whoa sound. And it sounded ridiculous. Like, fella, you're just on this girl's shoulders. You don't need to give out the whole whoa. I've done that move to my kids without dropping them. 
and they're not giving out the big old whoa hopefully we can get in the sound file so you can see what i mean but it's worth going back and watching this dude absolutely ott sell this move before he's even being hit and then for the drop move somehow he's now got the smallest legs in the world i don't know how but how he just flops down onto the floor awful sell which made it hilarious Adarazi. look at this going right after the security team oh. The main event, obviously, of Raw was dominated by the Shield. Um, they're kind of, as I've said previously, they are the Poochie of WWE. If the Shield aren't on TV, you have someone's backstage saying, Where's Poochie? Where's the Shield? Uh, this week, we had to open the show. Uh, you had Strowman, Ziggler, and McIntyre in the ring giving it large over the shield, um, saying how they're the superior team, saying about the cracks appearing in the shield. Then Rollins, I never feel like I'm saying his name right, by the way, but Rollins with Reigns comes out, alludes to Dean Ambrose not being there or running late uh, for Raw. I don't know if anyone actually believes that. Um, and then the matches were set up for the World Cup in Crown Jewel, which is being held in Saudi Arabia. The first match was Seth Rollins against Drew McIntyre. A good quality match, of course. And um, for the end, Dean Ambrose finally makes his appearance after running late, maybe he was in traffic, um, to take out Ziggler, who was ringside, interfering into the match. Um, kind of saves the day. McIntyre and Rollins are on the outside. Rollins with a curb stomp to McIntyre puts him out. Rollins makes it back into ring with a second remaining of the ref's count. Wins by count out and um, makes it into the World Cup qualifiers. So is it World Cup finals at Crown Crown Jewel being held in Saudi Arabia? So Seth Rollins qualifies later on. We've then got Where's Pucci? More Shield as Dolph Ziggler takes on Dean Ambrose. Ambrose wins, uh, Rollins again gets involved, um, but Ambrose comes out on top in the end. There was a moment where Ambrose took a swipe at Rollins. Um, I it appears as though he thought Rollins was in fact McIntyre, um, but he gave him a swipe. So again, um, eluding to friction between the Shield. Then we've got a promo later on. This is all the Shield. And Strowman, Ziggler, McIntyre. God, they needed a name. You've got Braun Strowman saying that anyone who costs him the match this week is going to get these hands. He says it a bit more macho than I do. Um, fast forward to the main event. Where's Poochie, the shield against Strowman, McIntyre, Ziggler? God, they needed a name. Um, again, top quality match. You can't fault them where they're taking the show to different towns and cities and states, you know, everyone in attendance would want to watch this match. It's a good quality match. But when you're watching it on TV week in, week out, you don't need to see this six-man tag match headlining Raw every week. Certainly now it looks like that won't be happening in the future. The Shield went over and got the pin on Ziggler. And Strowman, now, 
I don't see why Stroppy Strowman needs to take it out on Ziggler here. Strowman didn't exactly cover himself in glory in this match. He was taken out. You know, he could have been there to break up the pin, but he was out of the equation. Um, but he decides to give Ziggler these hands. Is that, is that the verb? To give Ziggler these hands? Those hands? To give Ziggler those hands? That sounds right to me. He gave Ziggler those hands. And then his old buddy, old pal, Drew McIntyre, comes in uh, to deliver his finisher to Braun Strowman in a great big face move, as it appears. And then to add substance to the face turn, he then leaves the ring immediately, uh, not taking his old buddy, old tag team partner, Dolph Ziggler, with him. As we've seen in the past, it has been Drew McIntyre that's literally physically carried Dolph Ziggler on his back. So to see him leave and look back at the carnage in the ring kind of alludes to a face turn for Drew McIntyre, which I'm all over. Dude's been fire since he's come back. I love using that phrase, fire. Hashtag fire for this week's episode. Um, he's been immense since he's come back. He's been well protected in his match earlier with Seth Rollins. It was He was well protected in how he lost. Um, he's not taken many pinfalls since he's returned. Obviously won tag titles. Um, when he initially teamed up with Dolph Ziggler, I questioned it. I didn't think it was a right fitting for his character. But those two have gelled in so well. Week in, week out, they're getting better and better. And he's having so much fun with this character too. When we saw him at the house show um, two months ago, uh, the funniest moment for me was when he's um, standing ringside and tagged himself in, had um, had a go at Dean Ambrose, then tagged in Dolph Ziggler, and just shout, doesn't even shout out at the top of his voice, but he just says loudly, WRESTLING! Just to get a laugh from the people who are sitting nearby him, you couldn't have heard it if he was on the opposite side of the ring. Um, Later on, again, he tags out, stands on the apron, and gives the old, TAG TEAM WRESTLING! Again, because he's just having fun. Um, and I believe that Drew McIntyre could, could well be a future champion uh, within the next 12 months. Um, he's certainly got the build, he's got the physique, he's got the moveset, and he's also got the ability to cut those promos. Um, I'd like to see Drew McIntyre against Braun Strowman. Uh, for the first time, we've seen someone not intimidated by Braun Strowman. In all of the feuds that Strowman's been involved in, Reigns, Owens, uh, even Lesnar, uh, all of um, his competitors have been phased or scared by him. The first time Drew McIntyre isn't scared. He looked at him from the outside, almost didn't blink, and then stepped up against him when he knocked down his buddy. So uh, I'm really interested in seeing where they're going to go with Strowman versus McIntyre. Certainly wouldn't see McIntyre go over. Um, but yeah, despite the um, uh, complete takeover from S.H.I.E.L.D. and their three foes, um, Raw was enjoyable again. Um, there was a couple of moments. Apollo Crews uh, stepping up to the plate against Elias. Obviously, as he mentioned, not ever going to be as good on the mic as Elias but showed his complete strength and ability in the ring. Um, so it would be nice to see if Apollo Crews does get a bit of a singles push. 
um, maybe stepping away from Titus O'Neil, who is the nicest guy in wrestling, by the way. Um, if you've not seen it, I don't know why they're not adding it to the WWE Network, but his show about the... Um, I believe it's called We Are a WWE Superstar's Parents or I'm a Superstar's Parent. Um, the story that Titus O'Neil's mum tells, oh my God, someone get me the tissues. This guy's a hero. Um, and But she is too. What a woman. Uh, well worth 15 minutes of your time. I believe they're just showing this series on Facebook. There's been, um, I know that Braun Strowman's uh, done a episode of it. And there's a few others. Hopefully they add it to network because they all look brilliant and excellently produced. Um, speaking of a female um, champion, um, Alexa Bliss. Did I mention Alexa Bliss? It was in my head. Sometimes what I say out loud isn't what I think inside the old noggin. But we also had a um, diluted return uh, for Sasha Banks this week. Kind of came out with, our, with limited fanfare. Um, but looks like she's ready to compete as um, she was involved in the brawl at the end of Natalia's match. Um, so perhaps we'll see her in the Battle Royal with Bailey, um, two uh, wrestlers who really should be getting much more time uh, on TV and more of a push um, in the division. Um, but good to see Sasha Banks back, given how many wrestlers have been out with injuries of late. So that's pretty much Raw for this week. Um, but, oh, my God, there's so much wrestling on TV. It's mad to, to think, if someone was to ask me 10 years ago, what do you watch? I'd say wrestling, but they mention other shows. I don't think there is time for other shows at the moment. We've got SmackDown, two hours. We've got Raw, three hours. We've got NXT. We've got um, 205. We've now got NXT UK. We've got Mae Young. Uh, then if you step outside to the E, you've obviously got a world of federations. Um, Impact, Ring of Honor, New Japan. Um, there's even now been talks this week about a uh, new federation. Uh, did I mention NWA? They've got their pay-per-view coming up uh, Sunday, the 70th anniversary. Uh, Cody Rhodes against Nick Aldis to um, best of three falls. Uh, we'll probably bring that uh, to you next week. Um, but yeah, there's been rumours this week about a new federation setting up. Um, and that's with the likes of previously mentioned Cody Rhodes, uh, his pals Young Bucks, Y2J, Jim Ross, uh, and a few others there. Apparently, they're teaming up with Shad Khan, who has been in the news recently, as it was his um, uh, offer to buy Wembley Stadium that he retracted. Uh, he's also an owner of, of an NFL club. Um, in America, NFL club, can I say club? I believe they're a team. I don't know which ones. Let's call them the Werewolves. He owns the Denver Dallas Werewolves, and um, I believe there's talks about all of those mentioned and a few more um, getting involved and making their own federation, uh, which obviously will be class given the talent mentioned. Um, but certainly, if there isn't, it will then add a few zeros. On any offer WWE come up with to the likes of Cody Rhodes, Young Bucks, and their pals uh, at the start of next year when their contracts expire. Um, so yeah, if there's any more on that, we will certainly be bringing it to you. But to carry on with the shows, NXT obviously, as you know, my favourite to watch um, in WWE, and didn't uh, let us down this week uh, to start the match, uh, undisputed era against uh, uh, the War Raiders. A little bit of a surprise given that they kicked off the match, but that, that 
surprise was answered at the end of the episode. Um, again, top match with Undisputed Era. Uh, the finish was a little bit messy and a, a slight disappointment, um, given that we'd already had to run in from Adam Cole. Bay bay! But it was great seeing Bobby Fish back. Uh, I believe he'd been out for a year. Um, and to see him back in the ring for the first time, uh, great seeing him back. But question marks now over what's going to happen with Roderick Strong. He's been holding it all together whilst Bobby Fish has been out. So whether Fish is going to come straight back in for Strong, or they're going to work in the same way as New Day in defending their t- uh, the tag titles. Um, obviously, there could be friction between the two of them there. Um, so it'll be interesting to see where they go with the four members. Um, this podcast isn't going to publish spoilers for what's about to happen. Uh, NXT have had their tapings for the preview uh, for the following uh, week, and I'm not going to say what happens. But um, they have announced uh, a War Games match that's going to take place, and it looks epic. That's all I'm saying. Uh, you could possibly guess what the War Games um, match is going to be, but I'll let you find out on TV if you haven't seen it on social media already. Um, the other, it was um, NXT this week, was built as having a uh, double main event match, and uh, Nikki Cross in the main event. Nikki Cross is great, by the way. Um, looking forward, what I said last week, I'm worried about a lot of the top talent coming over from NXT to WWE. Uh, because they just get dumped uh, and forgotten about. Nikki Cross, however, could be the exception to our rule. I'm kind of hopeful of seeing her at Evolution, even be in the Battle Royal. Um, I think she's great. And obviously at the end of NXT, we had the lights go out. And fortunately, we didn't have to wait 10 minutes for The Undertaker to come out, as it was in fact Alistair Black making his return. Uh, when the lights come back on, he was sat uh, back in the ring, and um, Nikki Cross goes over, or, or is summoned, in fact, to Alistair Black, and uh, we believe she has told him who attacked him in the parking lot all those months ago. Uh, so hopefully now um, there is some sort of uh, payoff. Again, um, if you've seen the results of the taping, you may know you don't have too long to wait to find out um, who it was in fact attacked Alistair Black. Um, but again, great to see him back on TV. Uh, he's another one I would like to see make the jump to WWE, um, as I believe he'd be a great heel uh, to have on either Raw or SmackDown. Um, Black against Styles would be immense. Um, Black against Reigns would be immense. Um, certainly put him in the title picture. Um, Miz would have a field day feuding with him also uh, if Miz was to go face, which wouldn't be so bad. Um, we then had the debut of NXT UK, baby! And um, yeah, I think everyone's been excited for that. They've been over taping for a long portion of 2018. Uh, there was over in Plymouth at the weekend, um, I believe, to unveil the tag titles. So we'll see those in the next few weeks on TV. Um, the opening video was enough to give uh, give out the old uh, chills. Um, first match of the card didn't disappoint. Mark Andrews against Joe Coffey. Uh, Andrews an exceptional talent. Um, good match. Uh, good finish also. Um, protecting Andrews, but also setting up a feud there. 
Um, Mustache Mountain um, gave a promo. I'm not even sure I'm saying Mustache correctly. I feel like I'm uh, Sean Connery when I say Mustache. Hey, that's a fine Mustache. Mustache. Is it Mustache? Am I saying Mustache? Mustache. Mustache. That's a nice Mustache. But anyway, them boys, they cut a promo um, saying how they're the only real tag team in NXT UK. Um, and they've got a point, so we might, or I guess we'll see a lot of single wrestlers put together to form tag teams. Be interesting if Danny Birch brings his friend over um, from NXT to feud with uh, Mustache Mountain, um, be some um, main event matches if they do. Um, Dave Mastiff, he had a squash match, and I wouldn't stand in his way. If um, I was involved in the ring with him, he looks a big boy, doesn't he? And uh, yeah, definitely one for the future if they can uh, keep building him up in the way they do. Uh, Tony Storm, um, I believe she had two matches on TV this week. NXT UK, where she, uh, she was fantastic. And in the May Young Classic, um, she was in the main event there also, uh, winning through to the semi-finals. Um, Again, a top talent, and it's good to see that she's getting the push, uh, the push with her character that she's uh, receiving. Main event, my main man, uh, Pete Dunne, who I believe I said it last week, I'll say it again. Uh, for me, he's the future of WWE. Um, Pete Dunne defending his title. Hear that, Seth Rollins? Hear that, Shinsuke Nakamura? A champion defending his title. I know it's unheard of, but he does it quite a lot. Um, he defended against Noam Dar, uh, match of the week, this one, I'm not sure it's even that close, um, Pete Dunn, just every, everything this guy does is thought about, whether it be, obviously, the way he enters with the title in his mouth, the looks, um, where he just flings the jacket at Noam, um, everything is considered, uh, his moveset, his attire, um, he looks, he's a package right now. Um, and I'm looking forward to seeing what the future holds for this guy. I can see him main event at WrestleMania. I can see him holding the WWE title for as long as he's held the uh, UK Championship. Um, he's the future. And the bitter end. I hope they continue to showcase the bitter end as being the most devastating, uh, unkick out a ball move that it is. Um, the whole show for NXT UK was fantastic. Um, certainly for the first episode uh, excellent production I kind of liked it when they went backstage and it just showed um, like this run down arena uh, they didn't try and cover it up they didn't try and put up any of the posters it was just like um, I forget who was being interviewed uh, Tony Storm's um, competitor I believe um, it just looked run down and I like that because that's what UK wrestling has been about for so much of it um, I just mentioned uh, May Young Classic, and oh my god, it was, oh, it was horrible to watch Tegan Knox's match. Uh, it, it had been mentioned uh, via social media when she originally uh, taped uh, this, but her match was finally shown on WWE TV, and it was horrible to watch. Um, she'd suffered uh, badly with a knee injury in the past, um, built herself back up to get to this level once more only for her other knee to blow out in the opening moments of the match. Um, she tried to to see her try and compete again, um, but she couldn't do it. It was horrible to watch. 
Um, again, I forget who she was facing, but I thought they did a great job of staying in character and kind of shrugging the shoulders and facial expressions. I thought they did great. Um, but hopefully we can see Tegan Knox um, make a comeback uh, in the near future. Horrible to see, but she gave the sort of performance that Bailey would give in the old uh, never give up fashion. Um, so yeah, uh, it would be great to see her back on TV. Um, I think we've covered most of the rest in there. There's not been uh, too much else. Uh, all of the attention, obviously, is still on Crown Jewel. Uh, there's no change in WWE stance uh, with uh, taking the show to Saudi Arabia. They're going to have Crown Jewel in Saudi Arabia. Um, however, uh, the tickets didn't go on sale as scheduled on the 19th. Um, I believe there was a statement put out that tickets will go on sale on the day of the event. Uh, sod working the gate that day. Um, Randy Orton came out. Um, not like that, but did say he'd like um, the event to be held in Saudi Arabia. Uh, JBL also chipped in with his opinion, and I believe it was in favour of it being held in Saudi Arabia. Um, there was no mention of Saudi Arabia on WWE TV this week, so it looks like they're taking a stance of, we're going to hold it there, we're just not going to tell anyone about it. Um, it's crazy enough to work. Speaking of crazy, that's it for this week, a short uh, podcast, because we don't have Soapdish telling us about how he got into wrestling. Um, but I look forward to next week's episode, the return of Soapdish, to find out what he was actually bloody well doing this weekend. And uh, we'll be covering a whole lot more in the final uh, build-up to Evolution next weekend. Uh, so hopefully the gents step aside for the ladies, and uh, we'll see a lot more of the matches being built um, the card already is looking pretty chocker. Um, again, reason for the uh, Battle Royal um, match being declared. And we've seen, obviously, some uh, old wrestlers come, come back. Um, but at the moment, the card is reading as Ronda Rousey versus Nick, Nikki Bella. Main event, rightly so, I believe now. Becky Lynch versus Charlotte Flair in the last woman standing match. That's going to be the absolute number one match. Uh, Kyrie Zane against Shayna Baszler. Um, for me, I'd like to see Kyrie saying, um, hold on, and Shayna Baszler come to Raw to challenge Ronda Rousey. That will be wicked. Um, obviously, Trish and Lita against Alexa and Mickey James. And then we've got the Battle Royal match. So there's still, there's still some matches to be set there. Um, but there's, because of so many women going into Battle Royal, uh, it'll be interesting to see who else gets a match there. Um, but we will be covering that in next week's episode. So, once again, thanks for tuning in, and we'll be seeing you. Bang, bang!